dribbling with the ball. Now he stops, and the ball's knocked away by Williams, going in for a lay-in shot. There he goes, two points. We got game. Hello fans, and welcome to what is most certainly the first podcast of the We Got Game podcast of 2021. We've had all sorts of technical difficulties, but we're back. Um, It is I, in case you don't remember, Roddy, host number one or two of the podcast, and with me, as always, host number one or two of the podcast, Bones. Big Daddy Bones reporting for duty. Yeah, this is uh, probably our first podcast in a calendar year. And definitely our first podcast of the year. And, um, you know, it is, uh, what is, today is Wednesday, June 2nd. And uh, right in the thick of the NBA playoffs, we're watching the Knicks season likely end. Definitely feel and, like noobs with uh, some technical difficulties we had and whatnot, but excited yeah. to talk some sports and some basketball and, uh, yeah. Yeah, we're just going to run this until we uh, run out of things to talk to. We don't have a rundown. There's no rundown. <laughs> we're just talking about uh, NBA playoffs, whatever else comes to our mind, and uh, stuff like that. I dis- By the way, we will talk about Trey Young at some point and my hatred for him. Um, <laughs> but uh, uh, first, first, I think Bones does have some uh, trivia lined up for me. Yes, sir. Got some so, trivia uh, to start it off. So, uh, trivia brought to you by a square mountain breeze breezy and the we got game podcast official podcast of Broadway breaks. Oh yeah. (laughs) Um, so trivia, let's go. Question one. I'm ready. All right. Question one, a little easy warm up question. Where did Mike Krzyzewski play his college ball? West point. Correct. Kind of small to be at West Point now. He's a little fella. Uh, I mean, back in nineteen freaking sixty. <laughs> Who knows? Size back then, maybe. could have been average. Yeah, you're right. All right. Question two: uh, Where was Danny Ainge drafted in the NBA draft? I'm not going to cheat here. Okay, we did this <laughs> and we had technical difficulties. I guessed the fourth round. It was incorrect. It's the second round. That yes, correct, correct. And then the follow-up question was, where did Danny Ainge play his college ball? Aw, damn it, Danny Ainge, Danny Ainge, Danny Ainge. So he was looks like a West Coast kid. I don't know if what what can you tell me what year the draft was? This might help. The draft was 1981. I'm just gonna. I'm gonna. I'm gonna say Indiana, but it's wrong. Incorrect. It was BYU. Oh, I didn't know he was Mormon. Me neither. Huh. Him and Jim are baby. Probably the only two people I know that went to BYU. That one guy, the center, that got in trouble for canoodling his senior year, so he couldn't play in the tournament. Yeah, but I don't know what his name was, and that was Jimmer's year. So. Yeah. All right, little uh, Celtics question here. Who was the GM before Danny Ainge? (laughs) 
This was just in case you knew the other ones. Was it Kevin McHale? No. That's what I'm guessing, though. Um, some random person I never heard of, uh, Chris Wallace. Oh, Chris Wallace was their GM? He yep, was from, the Grizzlies GM when they did all the bad stuff. It's from 1997 to 2007. It was Chris Wallace. I had no idea he was a Celtics GM. Me neither. That's wild. He's an awful GM. Yeah, it took Danny Ainge to get in there and rape and pillage people for draft picks for them to be relevant. Yeah, interesting. So I'm like one for four or something. It's not going well. Uh, Is that four questions? Yeah. I guess that is four questions. And uh, next question is about Jason. Well, Jason Tatum's draft. Who were the two guys drafted one and two before Jason Tatum? Markel Fultz was one. Lonzo Ball was two. Correct. That is correct. And I do have a bonus question, which... It's a tiebreaker for me and myself. Uh, well, it's just, you know, a little fun bonus question. I mean, if you get this right, I'd be very, very, very surprised. So KD had a brief engagement with a WNBA player back in 2003. Or, sorry, 2013. Do you know who it was? Skylar Diggins. <laughs> no. Monica Wright. Monica Wright? Isn't that the name of the girl from uh, Love and Basketball? I don't know. It's definitely Monica. Monica! <laughs> Monica! <laughs> little, little Fast and Furious. Uh, little Ja Rule record. <laughs> for, for you guys that, that know what we're talking about. Fast 9 coming out. <laughs> but yeah, Monica Wright. Yeah, she. I looked her up. She wasn't very pretty. So uh, good job there, Katie. Katie's weird, man, with the women. He like tweet he tweeted or Instagram that he would drink Scarlett Johansson's bathwater. It's like you're too famous to say stuff like that, bro. Uh, yeah, well, yeah, there's that stuff you heard about on like that Army Hammer dude. Like, yeah, he... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this is more weird stuff. Yeah. Some but, cats uh, are weird. <laughs> hey, well, whatever gets whatever gets you off there, my buddy. That's uh, that's it for trip. So I went two for six, thirty three percent. Not too shabby. Yeah, it's not, it's not not that bad, you know. I sh- I probably could have, you know, sent it out to our to our group and had somebody go against you, but you know what? It's the first pod back. Figured uh, you can just try on your own. I like the surprise. They're gonna be surprised because we didn't tell them we're doing a pod. That's true. I did. T- I did put something out on Facebook and said there might be a pod next week. <laughs> I wonder if anybody's checked our Facebook in a year. Strong possibility. <laughs> Strong right. possibility. Um, right, so, but yeah, uh, that was it. NBA, NBA playoffs are uh, right. We're right in the thick of things here. Yep. Uh, like I said, it's June 2nd, so we um, we can talk about first-round matchups that are left first. Obviously, there's two that are over. Well, there might be four that are over here in the next, like, 30 minutes. Uh, I don't know if the Wizards lost yet, but they were down. Excuse me. Yeah, I know that they were down, they were down at halftime, I saw. But, I mean, for the most part, that's over I'd say they were down just a second ago um, so let's talk about um, we'll talk about like the easiest ones first um, and then we'll talk about second round matchups for the ones that we can uh, yeah the Wizards are down 21 currently with 4 minutes left uh, is Embiid so, playing? Embiid is not playing he was ruled He's out playing. earlier today ok yeah, no, I missed that notification yeah and the Knicks are down 12 
and the fourth quarter is about to start. The Knicks have 62 points through three quarters of basketball in 2021. <laughs> so Where I have a little bit to threes. say about this series. So we can, you know what? We'll just talk about these two series since they're ending right now. Um, Philly, Washington, uh, very big mismatch from when it started. Washington had no business being in the playoffs, but because they won a play-in game, here they are. Uh, I, there, was there anything else to say? But like Joel Embiid didn't play, and they still are going to lose by twenty. Yeah, I mean, in the and Russell Westbrook, he's not he. He might lead you to one playoff win, maybe a couple here and there. But does he really make his team that much better? He he never has. I mean, even if he puts up those gaudy, I know the stats love him because it's like it's so much, so many assists and so many rebounds and just so many counting stats, but. If you watch them play, he like he really is. He's nothing like James Harden, and and they're like similar usage rates and a lot of times similar numbers. James Harden can bring a whole team like together when he's doing and play different roles. His role in in Brooklyn is entirely different from his role in Houston. Um, and um, you know, I only say that because there's so many so many times they're compared because of their usage rates and because. Um, of their numbers and because they won back uh, MVPs one after the other and stuff like that. But if you watch the, this is where you have to actually watch the games and James Harden like can do stuff that Russell Westbrook can't. He like, he, the, the ball moves with a flow. There's a rhythm to the game and with Russell Westbrook, it all stops. The whole rhythm stops for everybody except for him. Yeah. I mean, in transition, he's great obviously because he's hunting for assists and rebounds and willing to push it and all that, but he's not a leader. No, and he's, uh, I don't, I always, I always get caught into trashing Russell Westbrook. I love the energy that he brings, and I love how hard he plays, and I love how he never quits, he never gives up, he plays hurt. He, uh, he's definitely like a, like a, somebody that can lead by example as far as how hard you should play, but he's not, he's not somebody that I'm like, hey guys, let's, let's give Russ the dry erase marker, and he's going to show us how to break down this defense. Because yeah, it no. would just be like him like drawing himself with the ball and everybody else standing in the corner. <laughs> I'm going to go 100 miles an hour at the rim and try and dunk on somebody, and we'll see what happens. He's a freak athlete, and he plays as hard as anybody, and he doesn't give up. And it's like it's somebody I would love to have on, on a team that I root for, but I wouldn't want him to be like the main person. Yeah, no. Uh, so, you know, he'll be, he, he's never going to win a title. It doesn't seem he's ever going to win a title. Once he loses that freak athleticism, which we already saw him lose like a quarter, a half a step, or whatever you want to call it, I don't know what he's going to be. If he, if he um, wins a title, it'll be riding the bench towards the tail end of his career. Yeah, and he won't even be remembered for it. It'll be like when Jason Williams won a title with the Heat. Nobody cares. <laughs> exactly. So, he can he can have his title, and he can say I won one, but yeah. did I did I uh, contribute to it? No. Uh, so that's enough about the world. Bradley Beal is a great player that belongs on a different team, and this is it's an atrocity that he's there. But he signed the contract, so it's on him. Uh, one of them big Dallas. Yeah, whatever. Uh, he's a wonderful basketball player. He'd be great elsewhere. Um, the Sixers still haven't figured out this Joel Embiid Ben Simmons thing. You want to know why? Because they don't fit, fit together. <laughs> I don't they know get... how many more years of this we have to be uh, dragged through. I mean, they got to get rid of one of them. 
and just whichever one's value. So I, I happen for the long term, I happen to think Simmons is a much safer bet to like be really good. And to me, Ben Simmons, I've said it on this podcast and everywhere a million times. He's he's Giannis, but he's a better passer. He's not as like not as explosive, not as good of a finisher, not as long, but he's like eighty five percent of Giannis in every way and a much better passer. Yeah, I mean, it, it's got to be able to shoot. <laughs> he doesn't, he doesn't I, have to be able to shoot. I don't think. I think well, that's the misconception. True. I mean, if he, I, he just hit a, a fifty, be able to mid range. Giannis doesn't do it. No, he at least tries though. Like Giannis will at least attempt threes and kind of like you know. The other the other team celebrates when he tries. There's no yeah. point in trying. They just need to build a team around Ben, just like yeah. the Bucks built a team around Giannis, and it works. I mean, and I guess you could say, you know, Embiid's only knock is that the dude's never healthy. It's a big thing. It's important. I mean, we always talk, we, you know, in our group chat, we always talk about, like, oh, Embiid's going to be the MVP. It's like, yeah, well, yeah, he might be the MVP, and then he's going to get into the playoffs, and he's going to fizzle out and be hurt and not, or not be in shape or whatever. Which is the argument for your trading Embiid right now, when he's probably, this season, At his highest. he's, he's going to win, he's going to be a top five MVP candidate. Candidate. A lot of people still think that he somehow should have won it, even though he shouldn't. So, I mean, if they could build a team around Simmons, so Simmons can guard anybody in the NBA. He's such a good defender. He can finish on the break. He can pass. He can handle the ball. He can run an offense. He just needs shooters around him. He needs people like, like, uh, like the Hawks picked up Bogdanovich, but the bogey, the fake bogey, as as, as my friend would say, because the real bogey is the other one. Um, yeah. You need shooters around him. You need people that can shoot. You need people that can, you know, that's pretty much what you what you need around him and somebody else to help rebound. Um, but he can do everything else. So, I mean, when they tried to surround him with, like, Al Horford and Joel Embiid, it just it showed that they didn't know what they were doing. And they're still, you know, they're still, that, that whole thing still kind of ruined them. Um, yeah, and, and since he kind of needs the... Uh the LeBron lineup. <laughs> That's exactly it. He he needs people like that. His uh his cap hit isn't that big for these years coming up and they could definitely do something. Um and I think that they they if they were smart about it, they would do something about it, but they're probably just going to run this back because they got the one seed and that matters to somebody even though they wouldn't have gotten the one seed if Brooklyn would have been quasi healthy. Yeah, they're going to see it as as successful. Yeah. Got the one seed. Um, we made the playoffs. Probably going to make the conference finals. So. I On mean, this side, yeah. Yeah, they're gonna, all they have to do, I mean, they're, they're, they've won this round, and then they beat the Hawks or the Knicks, whoever comes out, which I'm assuming is going to be the Hawks at this point. And it'll be fun to see the Hawks play a team that isn't, you know, as offensively challenged and... You know, as as the as the Knicks, you, you know, to be honest though, the Hawks could give the Sixers a a run, just because of their scoring. Yeah. So, we'll uh, we'll see. So that's the next series we're gonna talk about is Knicks Hawks. Um, what have you seen in this one? Uh, that Julius Randle is not showing up. <laughs> Yeah, so this is an example of what happens to people that aren't number one options offensively when it gets to the playoffs, and even a team like the Hawks, which is very limited defensively, 
they just like focus on stopping one guy and when that one guy is Julius Randle who is played out of his mind I think he deserves to be third team all NBA and I think he played great but he's not he, he can't do enough to be like the sole scorer on a team he can't carry the load that even Russell Westbrook could carry in Oklahoma City or something like that he just he doesn't have that many moves in his game he doesn't have that much in his arsenal he doesn't really have that much off the dribble to to beat people. He doesn't he doesn't do that much. He's not quick enough. So that's yeah, I mean, what shows is like like when when playoffs come about, teams play defense, right? And they have they know who they're playing up against. They know we got at least four or five games against this team. We can game plan. You know, we don't have to worry about a back to back. We don't have to worry about all this other. This is who we have. We got to get through them first before we're going to get through anybody else, so they can actually game plan f- to stop, you know, a Julius Randle or, you know, last and, year when the Heat stopped Giannis. You know, like. Yeah, you're right. It's it's very similar, and you know, and that's now we'll get to the big point, which is the train wreck that is Tom Thibodeau, and putting him as the coach of this team in 2021 when his offensive strategy is is. Is ludicrous to be honest with you. The Hawks are out there all the time with Trey Young on the court and Gallinari on the court and uh, Bogdan Bogdanovich. Three guys not known for their defense in any way, shape, or form. Trey Young is literally the worst defender in the NBA. And all the Knicks do every time, and I'm watching it now, is come down, high pick and roll with somebody, there's no switch, and then everybody's flat, and then we run another pick. There's no there's no force switch because the picks are garbage, and it's it's so dumb. They just they don't do anything. They don't do anything on offense. Like why why not run a hard screen? Run something. Put Trey make Trey guard somebody. Trey just stands in the corner the whole time. They don't make him guard anybody. Gallo, they, if you switched Gallo onto Julius Randle, you don't think Julius would average twenty five a game? They just don't do any of it. Thibodeau's so behind offensively. He just needs to be like a defensive coordinator in basketball and have somebody else do the offense. It's an atrocity. Because it, all he does, he's like, okay, my, my defense will create offense. It's it's absolute that's, trash. That's, that seems what it, what his philosophy is. Oh, if we can create turnovers and do this, we can get it on the fast break, and that'll be our offense. Yeah. But you slow him down and put him in half court? Oh, uh, what's going on here? <laughs> it's garbage, which brings me to the, the next point, which is um, the, the next point is that Trey Young, everybody's now in love with Trey Young, and we're watching him, and he's getting talked about because it's, you know, it's on national TV, and everybody gets to see him. This is what he's been doing pretty much since he got to the NBA, definitely since the second half of his first year. He's a great offensive player. He's a great passer. He can score. He can shoot from a, a range. He's just it, it, when you don't make him play defense, it's you're playing right into right into all of his strengths. You got to beat him up. He's like, you know, I don't want to say he's Steph Curry light because I don't want to even give him that. He's like Steph Curry zero. Yeah, but sim- sim- similar kind of thing. Like you know, put Steph in a pick and roll. You know, make him defend. You know, beat him up a little bit, tire him out. That's been the most amazing thing to me out of this whole series. Is like the Knicks all season long were the best defense in the NBA and they were tough and it was, you know, hard to play against them. And it was like, man, are we playing a nineties team? These guys are tough. And you get to the series and it's like the Hawks have been the tougher team. 
They're the ones fighting through screens, not switching. They're the ones that are bumping people off the ball. Um, they're the ones getting free throws. It's just, you know, they got to the they got to the playoffs and Tibbs. He does the same thing he did in in Minnesota. He got to the playoffs and just got smoked. And just fills it out. And I mean, bo- and both these teams are young. I mean, you might have one or two guys that have you know actual playoff experience on either team. You know, everybody yeah. else. You know, this is their first go around. Yeah. By the way, I love DeAndre Hunter. He can play on my team. And John Collins is going to get a bunch of money from somebody. No. The other thing that we can bring up is R.J. Barrett and how inconsistent he is. Just highlighting how inconsistent he was all year long. Another dude that can't shoot. I mean, we knew that when he coming out of college, but like he could always, he used to be able to, you know, in college he showed he could get to the bucket whenever he wanted. You know, it's just there's some nights now where it's just like, yeah, go ahead and shoot that shot. We'll live with yeah, that. Yeah, so so to, to coach this Knicks team, you really have to have somebody who is like runs an intricate offense to get them to get shots that they want. And Tibbs does the opposite. He just like is like, yeah, whatever. Like run picks. <laughs> just just run the goddamn do. triangle. It, it, that's all they do is they do just, just do pick and rolls. They don't do anything. There's no motion. It, it's like the most clogged toilet offense I've seen in a long time. It's terrible. Um, meanwhile, the Hawks they they set Trey a pick and get him on a big guy, and then he can create. Or they'll you know run some motion to get John Collins diving at the hoop and Bogey's backside, and when the help comes, now you've got Bogey taking a shot. John Collins can step out and hit threes when Capella's in the game. DeAndre Hunter is actually good on the on, when there's smaller people on him. They have so many options, and they exploit them well. Nate McMillan's done a great job, and the Knicks do the opposite. They're just like, I don't know, man. Like Maybe we can go one-on-one. Yeah, I mean, you can see it in the box score right now. I mean, four of the starters are in double digits. Yeah, they, they have they, they can score. They can it's, score the ball well. You know, it's well-balanced. And it's it's hard to defend a team when you're shooting so poorly. It's so hard to defend these Hawks when the Knicks can't put the ball in the basket and they're always in transition. So I think that the Hawks will have a much tougher go of it the next round, assuming they win this series. I'm going to assume they are. They're playing the Sixers. I think the Sixers can do a lot of things against them that are going to be fun. If they put Ben Simmons on Trey Young, consider him erased. He won't no, be yapping yeah. and talking so much trash because he'll be locked up. Yeah, I mean, um, Ben, I mean, way too long for that. Good luck trying to get a shot off unless you're shooting 30 footers. Yeah. Um, I mean, I think Embiid would just eat up whoever. Yeah, if he's, if he's healthy time. and plays, you know, whether, you know, John Collins or, or you know, Bruno Fernando. Yeah. So, <laughs> <laughs> Last last point about the Hawks. Trey Young has very quickly become one of my least favorite players because he doesn't shut up. Yeah, he's one of them trash talkers type dudes. I'm like, bro, it's not it's not the trash talking. It's like the way he does it. It's the the bumping into big guys when he's like six foot one. Well, I mean, I cockiness to some sort. Yeah, it goes beyond confidence to cockiness. I mean, like, I'm not, I'm not a big fan. I mean, I think the dude needs to freaking cut his hair, like that little, like, freaking. I think um, it would look worse if he cut it. Bunch of pubes, like a <laughs> ball fro on his head. <laughs> <laughs> like, it, what is it? I think it would look worse if he cut it. Uh, yeah. 
Yeah, maybe. It, it accentuates his ears, I guess. I don't know. So anyway, the, the Hawks are building a team that is very... Um, they're young, and they can score, and they have good young players. I don't know if they have the beginnings of like a team that can win a title, because usually for that, you need that one like super-duper star, and they don't have that. It's not Trey Young, and they're not going to get a high enough draft pick to get one yeah, unless no, one decides to go there. Yeah, unless yeah, unless a free agent or, or something like that, or you yeah somehow you win the draft lottery and find a hidden gem. But yeah, I mean who knows? Uh, but you have to you kind of have to have a player like that to win a title. But the Hawks they're way better than they have been in the past. They're going to make the second round probably. Um, I think they'll. I think the the Sixers Hawks series will go. I mean they'll win a game or two. Might I mean I'd two. say maybe. F- Six at max, but I'm I'm thinking five. Yeah, the yeah, Hawks probably. might steal one. Yeah, but when, you know we watch them now. They'll have a year under their belts. Maybe they can re-sign John Collins, even though apparently Trey Young and him don't get along that well. Um, we'll see. We'll see what they do. Um, they're definitely better than they were for the past five years. So that's good. Oh yeah. Uh, better. They're better. This is the best team and the best. You know they've looked since Bud Bud left for Milwaukee. So yeah, what was that? Um, when uh, Corver had his breakout year, and they had like they, five All Stars one time. When yeah, he was there. Horford, Corver, Jeff Teague. Yeah, they were like the one seed, and then they ran into LeBron and got waxed. Yeah. So that's that. Um, I guess we can continue with the East. Uh, Milwaukee torched Miami. And oh, they're yes. in. Like, I mean, Brooklyn I don't. Uh, pretty much torch Boston. Like, I thought the Miami uh, Milwaukee series was going to be better than what it was. Just based off last year's matchup. You know what I mean? Like, I guess, like, Miami just got lucky with the bubble and, like, the, the mental fatigue and all that stuff. I guess that, you know, the bubble took on teams and people, they just you know, were more mentally tough and were able to get to the finals. But, like, Miami hasn't looked like that finals team at all this year, let alone the playoffs. Yeah, I mean, Tyler Hero, you know, what was the, the what did they, everybody say the bubble was like? It was like an AAU tournament. You know what Tyler Hero's not far removed from? Probably dropping a lot of points at an AAU tournament. He was really good at it. And then he got really famous really fast and... He wasn't that good anymore. Uh, this year was a real struggle for him. Isn't to say that he's not the player that he was in the bubble, because he could probably still do that. I just feel like he needs to refocus. They all do. Um, yeah. Like um, Jimmy Butler is, is struggling. Duncan Robinson. I mean, Bam Adebayo is probably the only one that maybe, you know, that carried the team at times. Bam is Bam is a beast. Yeah, I, love I, li- I like him. Um, Jimmy... It's like the older he gets, the less he can shoot. Yeah, I mean, I mean, even when Jimmy was in Minnesota, like I was never high on Jimmy. Like, and I never thought he was a great offensive player. I thought he was a good defender. Like, obviously a, a hard nosed leader. But you know, I think Jimmy's he did play. Top, I, think, I mean, I think he put up a, in the NBA still. I mean, he put up a fifty piece for that one time in Minnesota. But like, I mean, that's not normal for him though. No, no. He's he's twenty two, seven and seven, and defend the best player on the other team. 
Yeah, but I, I mean, as he's getting older, it's like, eh. You still see some flashes here and there of the old Jimmy, but, like, I think he's, you know, I don't know. Unless he's not happy maybe in, in Miami, you know what I mean? I, I don't know. I just, How could you not be happy in Miami? Yeah, right. Nobody's ever uttered those words. I thought, I thought they would have at least gotten, like, one or two, you know what I mean? Like, I think the bigger thing to take from this isn't Miami disappointment, but the fact that this Milwaukee team is the best Milwaukee team that they've brought in this new iteration with Giannis. Drew Holiday is a billion times better than Eric Bledsoe because oh, yeah. he doesn't fold in the playoffs. Yeah, Drew, yeah, Drew Holiday's been a hu- huge addition to that team, and Chris Middleton has stepped up, and at times I feel like he's been you know the better player than Giannis. Yeah, and you know what makes it easier is that he has Giannis and that he has Holiday, and now it's like it's like well, talent wise, he's probably the third best player on the team, so teams game plan for it that way, and he's like, I haven't seen a double team in forever. This is amazing. And Dante DiVincenzo, as much as people want to make fun of me and you for talking about it, he's grown into a starting role. He can play. Yeah, but he's out the rest of the playoffs. He got hurt. Yeah, I know. But um, but the big ragu. He's helped them get to where they are. Was my point. He's uh, he can defend. He can score a little bit. He can shoot. You have to respect it. So he's a good player. But um, you know, it's gonna be it's gonna be all up to all up to what Giannis and Drew can do and Middleton playing off of that pick and roll and and everything they do together. And I think they're gonna. I think this uh, Brooklyn Milwaukee series, whoever wins that, is going to go to the finals. Oh yeah, one hundred percent. Yeah, and I think uh, Milwaukee is going. Well, defense, I think, is going to be the the key for Milwaukee. Like, I mean, you put you put Giannis on, you know, Durant the whole time. You know, can Middleton lock up? Kyrie or Harden, you know, can Drew Holiday do, do yeah, the other Middleton's one? Middleton's not locking up anybody. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, you got a you got a uh, huge three headed monster in Brooklyn. Like, you can stop probably one. Can you stop all three? No, nobody can, and it's gonna be a lot of you know, it, nobody on earth. So, the only thing I will say from the last. I don't know, four or five times they've matched up. There's a lot of uh, there's a lot of literature that you can read about Drew Holiday and how good of a job he does on Kyrie Irving. I think the last time they played, Kyrie did did play pretty well. But for the most part, Holiday holds him to like under forty percent shooting and just not having that good of a game. Holiday's a really good defender. Now that the what you brought up is the problem is he can't guard him and Harden. So they're going to have to have Pat Connaughton on Harden, I guess. Giannis is going to have to spend a lot of time guarding Durant, and then they're going to have to use probably P.J. Tucker to bother him and Bobby Portis to try to bother him. Um, so that's I just don't I just don't see it. And then on the other side, though, Kevin Durant, since he came back, has looked limited on defense. Um, he's not the defender that he was in Golden State when they were winning titles and he was, like, able to play the five a lot and protect the rim and look like just an absolute freak of nature. I don't know if it's because he just came back from the injury, basically, and and then didn't play a lot, but he doesn't look good on defense yet. Yeah, I mean, what, what do you remember what the season split was? What do you mean? When they played each other. Oh, you mean oh. between the two teams? Yeah, between Brooklyn and Milwaukee. Do you know what they... 
It, it doesn't matter because Brooklyn didn't have their whole team but for seven games a season. Or nine. True. True. Yeah, it just, whatever Brooklyn's record is against anybody, it doesn't matter. Yeah. No, you're right. So, you know, Milwaukee definitely can't stop Brooklyn, but what's Brooklyn going to do against Giannis? Yeah, be, uh, Blake. I mean, Blake's probably the the biggest body. I mean, Durant's too doesn't weigh enough, too small, like muscle tone wise. But so maybe we see less Blake minutes and more minutes from Claxton. But Claxton's young; he could get in foul trouble quick. Yeah. Uh, so that's that's the thing is Giannis can have a field day. Uh, Kyrie, if he tries to play defense, he could play a little bit. I think they'll put Joe Harris on holiday and try to put Kyrie on like Connaughton or something just to stand outside. So it'll it'll be a lot of um, we'll see what happens. Well, it's Steve Nash's first real test uh, aside um, playoff test in the regular season. He had a test of you know trying to keep his team high and keep his team with a good record with missing his star players just all the time, and he passed that with flying colors. I mean, I think I think Brook, Brook, uh, not Brooklyn, uh, Milwaukee needs to dominate inside. Yeah, absolutely. With they with to... with Giannis and Lopez, because I mean, Brooklyn, I mean, you got Blake and DeAndre and Claxton. Like, yeah. there's no, their bigs are are lacking. Yeah, absolutely. So they've got to dominate inside. Brook Lopez is going to have to hit the block some and score from down there, like he used to when he was a net. Um, and and we'll see where it goes. I still think the Nets will win just because in the in the I'm not taking anybody in the fourth quarter over those three guys. When it's yeah, a close game, because either you got three options. Like I'm fine with any of them taking, uh, you know, creating their own shot. Uh, you know, in the last second, Milwaukee, Giannis, kind of iffy about. I mean, Chris Middleton's probably your go-to. Like if you need a, a last-minute bucket, like he's probably the one getting the shot. Yeah, it's uh, Brooklyn. You it's got the three options. It's the Budenholzer team. Yeah, just they, they never have like the go-to go-to. So, I'll take Brooklyn in six. I'll say it goes seven. Um, but yeah, I mean, I don't want to really bet against you know that big three there. Uh, so I'll take Brooklyn, but in seven. Yeah, and that we'll, we'll do the finals when we or the conference finals when we get to that part. So now moving on to the West. None of the West series are over yet, um, and at this at this juncture, it looks like all four of the East series are going to be over. So that's that tells you the disparity from top to bottom, from from one to eight of the East versus the West. But um, so we've got Utah and Memphis. Utah currently leading three to one. I didn't watch the game Memphis won. I don't have any idea how they won it, and I don't think it matters. Uh, is that no? Was that when? No more. When John Morant had like fifty something, they lost. Yeah, he had fifty. They lost. Yeah, I, I didn't. I didn't see the one. All these freaking like West Coast games, man. The freaking started like ten freaking p.m. It's like goddamn. And then on the weekends, they're like, it's like, wait, there's a game on at one. <laughs> yeah. And it's two o'clock, and you missed half of it. Um. Memphis is, you know, young, up-and-coming team. They've got John Morant. They've got Jaron Jackson, who's still trying to come back. Um, they've got... Dylan Brooks has emerged. Dylan Brooks, annoying as shit, but he's emerged. Um, I mean, I, I definitely would have liked to see, you know, Golden State, you know, win. But 
because it just would have been made, you know, I maybe would have been more in tune to maybe watch some of it just for the, uh, you know, Steph Curry effect. Yeah, just because he can go nuclear at any time. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it would have been fun. But, and Utah, um, I mean, Utah is Utah. <laughs> I mean, LeBron said it back, you know, not too long ago, like, you know, Utah, like, no one, even when you play video games, no one played with Utah. <laughs> um. Utah has that thing too, where they have a bunch of people that could score. They're kind of like, they're kind of like a better version of the Hawks. Um, yeah, with Gobert being their Capella, and Mitchell being their better version of of Trey Young, and they've got they've got the real Bogey. They've got Jordan Clarkson, who is has just you know absolutely thrived in Utah, and he Six can come man off of the, the year. and score thirty some points. Um, they've got Joe Ingles who can score, so it's Mitchell, Ingles, uh, Bogdanovich, Clarkson. They have like six guys that can score 20 points at any given moment. I wouldn't name the other ones, but I forgot which ones I named already. Yeah, I mean, you got a, you got a shit ton of shooters. Shooters and scorers, man. Like, Clarkson gets to the bucket. That guy, he can finish at the rim, and it's, and it's special. Yeah, you got a shit ton of shooters. Oh, and, I forgot Conley. Oh, yeah, Mike Conley, yeah. Floor general. Yeah, uh, they've got a they've got a good team. Royce Royce O'Neal, you can't leave him open. He's not he's the worst one out of all of them. But when he's like your eighth best scorer, you, you're okay. Um, so uh, Utah's definitely going to win this series, and then they're going to play the winner of the game that's about to come on that I'm excited for, the Dallas Lucas and the Clippers. I thought at the start of this series, I thought this series was over. Like the Clippers looked like dog shit. And Luca was just having his way with everybody, but then it's like you know I think Luca had like a little neck injury, and then it's, you know it's like who are Porzingis, eh, you know, not the really poor the Porzingis of New York, but not even close. This guy doesn't, he, and Steve's gonna love listening to this when everybody. <laughs> but, uh, Porzingis isn't, he doesn't, I don't know if it's, it could be a Dallas thing, it could be like a we've got to spread the floor for Luka thing, but he doesn't do anything. He was such a menace in the paint, even though he wasn't, it's not like he had a great post game, and it's not like he like, he wasn't Shaq or anything, but he protected the rim, and he would get so many rebounds just from being so enormous and being in the paint. He just stands at the top of the key now and waits to shoot threes, waits for kickouts. It's so weird. A typical European big man. Fuck the paint. <laughs> Give me yeah. them three balls. Yeah, you say typical European big man, but but Jonas is killing it in the paint with Memphis. Oh, yeah. True. Um, so, I don't know. It's just, he can shoot. So, it's like, yeah, but that, you should do the other stuff, too. It'd be more fun. So, uh, by the way, Memphis is already down 20. I mean, I, I still I still don't trust the Clippers. I mean, like, I don't know, Kawhi how Leonard. You, how can you trust Paul George? Well, yeah, I definitely don't trust Paul George. And, like, Kawhi Leonard, like, I don't know. He's just – you can never get a read on him. <laughs> you know what I mean? And, like, I mean, we obviously know, like, he's not a leader. You think like, his not team the one. has any idea what's going on in his mind at any moment? <laughs> Who who's the who's the locker room leader on that team? Marcus Morris or Markeith, whichever one they have. Marcus Morris. Yeah, maybe. 
It's might be like be the type the type of guy that's in there that'll maybe like you know get in somebody's ass and, and yell, but like you know that's not, that's not necessarily that's not necessarily a leader. It's some some iteration of Marcus Morris and like Nick Batum and Rondo. That's got to oh, be yeah Rondo. The voice it, of the team. Yeah, I, I would say it's probably the Rondo. Yeah, but Rondo's a dick too. So well, yeah. Like I don't know. By the way, Trey Young just hit a three from like almost half court to bury the Knicks. <laughs> so safe to say, Steve will not be joining the podcast unless he joins the screen. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, th- but the Clippers, you know, if they do, if they do hit whatever level of chemistry or lightning in a bottle, I don't think there's any team that has that much talent. You know, having having Leonard and George and Morris and you know some of those guys. Uh, yeah. Just having Leonard and George is like if they if they hit the level that they can both hit at the same time, yeah, they're they're pretty amazing. Cause, yeah, because I mean you you got Mbaka, you got uh, Batum. I mean you, they got decent guys on the team that like you know there's no like I mean, it's a decent roster and they got a good coach and wait is, no who's the coach now is Doc Rivers? Rivers is in Philly. Philly. Who's their coach now? Oh, Ty Lue. Yeah, never mind. Ty I would I would track my statement. Ty Lue pretty much stinks. <laughs> I would track my statement. Yeah, I, was, I mean, I think this this series with Dallas is going to come up come to whether Luke is healthy or not. If he's healthy, Dallas wins. If he's not healthy, they don't win. And whoever wins, whoever wins this game five, I think will then take the series. Pretty good guess. I um. I do like whoever wins this series against Utah. That'll be a great series. Um, I don't know. Yeah, I don't want to. Yeah. I don't want to even get there yet because this Clippers Dallas series is so far from being over. Yeah. Um, I I want I want Dallas to win, so I want to pick Dallas because I want to watch Luca continue to play basketball because he's yeah. My I mean, I, player when Clay Thompson's not playing. Yeah, I mean, I, I like. You know, I like Dallas too. I mean, I'm not a big fan of of Kawhi or Paul George. You know, like, you know, Luca's exciting to watch. You know, them them sideways freaking one foot threes. He was hitting in like game two. I mean, she's yeah. just fun to watch. Yeah, the Mavs are the Mavs are fun. I mean, obviously Luca's fun. I mean, Porzingis can still be fun from time to time. Tim Hardaway Jr. is a, a, a solid score. Yeah. Josh Richardson's a good basketball player. They've got Boban. How could you not like that? Oh yeah. The, this Boban bag. You get Toby bag. <laughs> so I hope the Mavs win. I that's what I'm going with. I hope the Mavs win, so I'll take the Mavs in seven. <laughs> I'll say the Mavs in six. Uh, Luca will will them uh, Luca will will them will them these next two uh games, I feel like. Uh, next series is a series that had an absolute barn burner of a game last night. Denver and Portland. Uh, they were tied 2-2. <sighs> I don't know if you watched last night. I, you definitely didn't watch because it was like midnight when this was yeah, happening. Yeah, no, But Lillard, so they're down three at the end of regulation. He They call some... They called a... I think it was the regulation one. They called a foul and they said that it was a shooting foul and then they looked at it and they said it was before the foul so they made him inbound the ball again and he gets the ball and I can't remember who's guarding him. It might be Porter Jr. 
but he literally waves every. You could just tell he's gonna. He's just gonna take a three, and whoever was guarding him didn't step up high enough. He hits a step back three. It's like, ah, oh, come on. So then in overtime, it's like, all right, Portland's running on fumes. Nurkic fouled out with like five minutes left, like a dummy trying to block a dunk that he should have just let go because he had five fouls. Um, and they go down nine. So they're down nine with like three minutes left in overtime. You're like, all right, it's over. Lillard gets the ball, goes to the rim, and one layup. The Nuggets only score three more points. I think he hit three more threes, including another one with like three seconds left to tie the game to send it to double overtime. It was nuts. It was one of the craziest things I've ever seen. Yeah, I mean, the dude the dude was unconscious. <laughs> he's like he's like that, that the ice in the veins thing that everybody's doing. It, that should be his. It shouldn't be D'Angelo Russell's. It shouldn't be anybody else's. It should be his. But he does Dame time, which is kind of whack. Yeah, I, I mean... it sounds like game time. I don't know. But that last what when... I feel like at the end of the game, Lillard was like dog shit tired. Yeah. Because he gave up that ball to McCollum where McCollum then stepped out of bounds. <laughs> like, normally Lillard would, would just basically cross half court back, fuck it, I'm pulling this bitch. Yeah. But no, he passed it. McCollum, McCollum stepped out of bounds. Out of game. Remember when McCollum had a ton of trade value? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, great. I mean, he's still good. He's good, but now he's over thirty, and he's not getting better, and he's just, you know, he's fine. I mean, it was just a. Who would you rather have on your team, Jordan Clarkson or C.J. McCollum? I don't know, maybe Jordan it's Clarkson like now, maybe, but like, I mean, now that he's kind of emerged as as a decent player, but like Jordan Clarkson with the Lakers and the Cavs and all that shit was trash. CJ McCollum or either of the Bogdanovich choos <laughs> The thing, it's the thing. What I'm, what I'm trying to point out is that it's not really. You have to think about it. It's yeah, not yeah. <laughs> it, it, it's not. It's not clear cut. No, he's not. A, he's a terrible defender, and he like he's just not that great. He's fine, and it. And so this Portland team is just perpetually going to be like this. They're going to, you know, struggle to win in the first round. Maybe make the second round. The one year they made the finals was a freak thing, and they got waxed in the finals without by the Warriors without Kevin Durant. So it, it's just this is this is Portland because they won't do anything. Um, I guess it, maybe it's hard to get people to go to Portland. So yeah, small but, market, and you know Dame's not the type kind of guy that's going to go out and recruit people. No, he's not going to recruit people, but he's also not going to leave, and that should be the, all the recruiting tool you need. Is like we have a oh, Hall of yeah. Famer; he's going to be a first ballot Hall of Famer. You should want to come play with him. Until Denver just decides, you know what, we're trading your ass. Yeah. So. Ain't no, ain't no loyalty in that front office. Portland. But um, um, the Nuggets. I I I was on this podcast talking about how Michael Porter Jr. was going to be a steal in the draft. His rookie year, I talked about how good he was. Is it, is everybody figuring it out now? Yeah, I mean he's starting. He's definitely rising. I mean you had talked about it last year too. He's he's incredible. He's just when you have somebody at six ten and can handle the ball and shoot the ball like that, they're just special. Yeah. Um, you know, matchup nightmare. You know, able to create your own shot. Uh, you know, long, lengthy defender. 
He's a pretty doo-doo defender to this point, but they'll work on it. He's yeah. a decent rebounder, um, but he can he can handle the ball, he can move, and he's way more athletic than people give him credit for. Like athletic as far as flexibility and quickness. Um, oh yeah, I mean it, you know we didn't get to see him in college too much, you know, because he was hurt basically, and, and he was fake know, hurt. So well, yeah. So we kind of forget like what he was supposed to be. All you have to know about Michael Porter Jr.'s college is that. His dad got a job at the school on the, at the on the basketball team when he signed, and his brother got signed to the school at the same time. He was never going to play. <laughs> so, um, yeah, but he's a, he's an amazing talent, um, and Jokic is going to win MVP, rightfully so. His passing is bananas. Uh, kind of sad that they don't have Jamal Murray because that team, that team with Jamal Murray, would probably be my pick to make the finals. Without Jamal Murray, like, I'll probably pick him to lose in the second round. Yeah. Yeah, agreed. Um, Aaron Gordon, it's been nice to watch him on a team that doesn't suck. I totally forgot he was on the Nuggets. Yeah, he's uh, he's pretty good there, too. He's like, energy, finishes, can shoot a little bit, a little bit, not too much. Sometimes the worst thing that could happen is he uh, he makes one, because then he's taking five more. <laughs> By the way, Ty Lue sits on, like, a booster seat and is... Uh, chair on the sidelines I'm watching him Just put a booster seat down because it's a toddler he's got to feel he's got to feel bigger you know so he can yell at the players um yeah I like the I like Denver to win the series definitely they just won game five you talked about how important that is uh like 70% of the time the team that wins game five when it's tied two to two. Oh, here it is game five winner goes on to win series 82% of the time in a best of seven when it's tied two two so there you go Denver most definitely going to win that game or that series, I would say. Uh, Dame might go crazy. He might score another 50, but uh, it's not going to help them that much. Yeah, I mean, you could get bubble Dame. Yeah, I'll, I'll take Denver to win the next game and just go ahead and take it in six. I don't think it'll go seven. Too much Jokic, and Dame will be tired. Yo. Um. The last series we're going to talk about is your favorite series. You want to start this one? Oh, man. I guess. I was so disappointed last night. Like, for being, you know, president of the bronze sexuals. (laughs) Like, I wish he he would have taken over more. You know what I mean? Like, I don't care if, like, if he would have put up, you know, pull the dame and and drop like 50 55 points and you know maybe they still lost by 10 or 15 like at least he would have you know taken the load and, and tried to will the team to a win but supporting cast is shit and it didn't pan out but like i mean i know he led the team in scoring but like you know he wasn't that normal you didn't see the normal like urgency of like lebron you know, I'm going to take over this game, you know, we're going to, you know, I'm not letting us lose this game, you just, you saw the passive LeBron again, like, it was just awful, (laughs) like, there were the, I mean, the whole team was trash, I mean, you had two, you had two starters score zero points in Dennis Schroeder and KCP, like, Dennis Schroeder, you want a big-ass contract in the offseason, you better step up here and uh, ball out in the playoffs if you want that fat deal, when AD's out, like, he, come he on, dog. Down four years, eighty-four million. <laughs> <laughs> I I know. He's gonna wish he had that back. 
like it's just awful. I mean, the Suns the Suns had so much more energy. They were flying around on defense. Like you know, the Lakers' offense was just stagnant and like throwing up horrible shots. Like Kuzma's a awful. Like, ugh. yeah, it's they stunk. without AD. I mean, you, there's a huge difference. You can see. Like, they stunk, and the, but we've seen this from LeBron before. It's like he gets to the point where he's okay losing, like he's given up. He's already to the point where, in his mind, they've already lost. So he just like packs his shit up and goes home. And he literally packed his shit up and went to the locker room with five <laughs> minutes left in the game. It was like the I, most absurd thing that they try to defend that. And for Frank Vogel to have no choice but to come out and defend him because he's a star, star player and like the face of the NBA and one of the best players of all time... For him to have to come out and be like, "Oh, come on, guys!" Like he was going to get treatment because that's how that that's how he'll get ready for the next game is ludicrous. Can you imagine being his teammate and watching him leave with five minutes left? Yeah, I mean, I feel like it, once that second quarter happened and they went on that, you know, I, well, they were down thirty at halftime. You know, at that point, LeBron's like, "Well, you know what? We're not coming back. I'm just, you know, let me just kind of coast here and and." save myself for game six. One, two, three, Cancun. Like, <laughs> I don't he know could, I mean. He could turn it on in game six. He could have just been like, I don't have it here. But do you want me to tell you why I think that he has packed it in and he was never interested in game five at all? Why? See, so let's test your Bron sexualism. How many free throws did LeBron attempt last night? Uh, probably none. Zero. Yeah. LeBron James, literally pound for pound, the strongest player in the NBA. I don't think there's any argument there. The the player that plays with the most power, the absolute freight train that you can't stop going to the basket when he's got the ball in his hands. He gets every call from the refs because he's LeBron James and he deserves it. Went zero for zero from the free throw line and in the most pivotal game since he, of the season. Yeah, it's me. He was he wasn't he, he took ten threes. He took 10 threes. He took 19 shots total. He took 10 threes. So, that, I mean, that's he, that was mean. he wasn't being aggressive. Like, aggressive LeBron to me is like, let me put my head down. I'm going to the basket. I'm going to try and get an and one, get fouled, go to the line a bunch of times. And I'm going to beat somebody up while I'm on my way there. I'm going to make somebody feel that I'm here. I'm, you know, yeah. I'm going to make DeAndre yeah. Ayton foul out of this game in 11 minutes. Yeah. We're I didn't sure say, I mean, not I, allowing somebody named Cameron Payne to score 16 points off the bench on us because he is garbage. I watched the whole. I watched the whole first quarter and like you know when uh, Cameron Payne got that putback. I mean he ran in between LeBron and and somebody else. Like dude, just fucking box out. Like those are huge momentum swings right there. Like I mean I know Devin Booker went crazy, but like come on. Yeah, I mean, Chris and, Paul didn't even play basically the second half. Yeah, and I, and I mean, I know like he doesn't really work with like LeBron's style, but like you've got to play Montrez Harrell more, especially when AD's at, either off the floor or out. Montre Montrezl played twelve minutes last night. Oh, pretty much the whole fourth quarter when nobody else cared. Yeah, like I mean, he's your energy guy. Like he plays defense. You know, he'll. He's pretty efficient from the floor. I mean, he's not going to shoot threes or nothing like that, but, you know, 
dunks and he's pretty good around the basket, but like he goes all out. Like I feel like he's, I know Mark Gasol spreads the floor with like you know because he can shoot threes a little bit, but I feel like he's a defensive liability. I mean, Montrez isn't great on defense either, but he brings you know to your point a really important thing that he does bring is energy, and they didn't have any from anybody, so it would have been smart to put him in. you know, Frank Vogel seems to have taken the same approach LeBron has. He's just like, oh, we're screwed. And I'm now, pretty have sure... They announced, have they announced anything about AD tomorrow? Have they said anything? It's up to the doctors. He's not that's, all, that's all I've heard. Like, like, AD wants to play, but it's up to the doctors on if they're going to clear him or not. I guess if he's cleared, he's going to play. Kalkuzma stinks. I'm so happy that, that uh, there's more people now making fun of Talon Horton Tucker. I can't stand him. He's just... <laughs> all he wants to do is shoot the ball every time he gets it. I'm happy he tries hard. But, like, you know, dude. Like, you're a bench player. Relax. But yes, I mean, so, somebody besides LeBron and AD, if he plays, need to step up and bring something. KCP was zero points in 15 minutes. Coming back from injury. Yeah. Schroeder. I don't know who to, it's. It should be Schroeder. Schroeder didn't score. Um, yeah, I mean, yeah, Schroeder supposedly the third best player. But he didn't score. How many nothing. shots did he take? He's a nine shots. Kuzma should have traded his ass a while ago when his trade value was high. So you know, LeBron didn't attempt any free throws. Schroeder didn't attempt any free throws. Andre Drummond's big ass only attempted three. Caldwell Pope has attempted zero, and Markeith Morris attempted two. That's your starting lineup attempting five free throws in an entire game where you're supposed to be the big, strong team against the little fancy team, right? Is that like a pretty good a pretty good description of the two teams? The Lakers are like big, strong, finish at the basket, and their whole starting five attempted five free throws between them? Yeah. But it's not, it's not, you're not attacking the basket. You're, no. you're settling for jump shots or shooting threes. And that's the biggest thing. And as much as LeBron, you know, is saving himself and leaving early for treatment, like, these are the minutes that the Suns had to play last night because they beat the shit out of him. Booker played 33. Bridges played 30. Aiden played 27. Paul played 22. Like, they didn't play big minutes either. They also have saved themselves now for the rest of the series because you let them by getting yeah. torched in Game 5. Yeah. Um, the Suns win this in 6. There's unless Unless Anthony Davis plays, there's no way in my mind, that the Lakers will come back and win this. LeBron quit on his team. I don't think they're going to be happy about it. They're going to act happy about it. They're going to act like it's okay, just like Vogel has to act like it's okay, but it's not. It's ridiculous. Yeah, I mean, I think the Lakers will win game six, um, and then hopefully game seven, whether with... If AD plays in game six and not in game seven, I still think the, the Lakers will win in game seven. I think even if AD comes back, Phoenix wins the series. Just because, like I said, and, you know, I'm, I'm a bronze sexual, and you know, <laughs> I mean, I, I know, I know this Lakers team has gone through like a ridiculous amount of injuries. You know, LeBron was out a bunch of games. AD's been out a bunch of games with numerous different injuries. But you know, so this starting lineup that they put out there yesterday had never played together, uh, you know, before in the regular season, like. It's like they're starting from ground zero and trying to build up the chemistry again. But 
hopefully they something can click in, in these next two games and, and they can win the series. But if not, I'm staying off of social media because I don't want to hear all the bullshit about LeBron. <laughs> He's going to quit, and it's like he did it his last year in Miami. He did it his last year the second time in Cleveland. And he's doing it now, maybe. It's like, is it is an indication? That, I honestly wouldn't be surprised if he was like, I don't have to fire anymore for this game. I'm just not that into it, so I'm going to retire. Just uh, copy uh, Michael one more time. Yeah, I mean, you never know. Like, the, the, you know the, the desire to play with my son isn't really going to hold me here. I'll take a year off or some bullshit like that. I mean, I know he wants to play with his son, but you know how many how many chips would need to fall in line for that to actually happen? Not that many. I mean, he doesn't have a he doesn't have a deal past that point. He just waits when his son gets drafted. He just says, "Hey, that team signed me," and they'll do it. Well, he's LeBron. Oh well, yeah, that's true. I mean, I was so, thinking but, I was thinking he would still be on the Lakers, and you know, but like, yeah, but yeah, no, you're right. No, he has an opt out after that. But you know, the biggest thing is his son has to make it to the league. His son just tore his meniscus or something. Well, the meniscus ain't nothing. No, not for a seventeen-year-old kid. A kid can play. I like watching him. But uh, yeah, he's got to be good enough to get good enough to get drafted and all that jazz. But yeah, yeah, he's got to continue on that same level. So, um, I will take Phoenix. You're taking the Lakers. Um, and then we'll see that the either Phoenix Lakers Denver series will be fun. I I say Denver. It could be Portland. Um, but that covers our playoff basketball talk. Unless there was something that we missed. Did you miss anything? I don't think so. And we're at exactly an hour and one minute. We're Boom. Best. It's like we never left. <laughs> um, so, um, unless there's anything else you want to say, I'm going to go watch this Clippers uh, uh, Mavs game. No, yeah, that's all. That's all I got. You know, feels good to be back, you know, shooting the shit with, uh, with the podcast. Yeah. Shooting shit with everybody. And uh, don't forget, who's got game? We got game.